0: Welcome to the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine. Meet 'em, greet 'em, treat 'em, and street 'em. Today's date is April 12th, 2023, and I'm your skeptical host, Ken Milne. The title of today's podcast is A Little Bit of Heart and Sports Related Sudden Cardiac Arrest in Women. And our guest skeptic is Dr. Suzanne Demeester. She is an emergency physician practicing in St. Charles Medical Center in Bend, Oregon. And she's also very involved in MRAP's core, Pendium, as the cardiovascular section editor. Welcome back to the s Susie.
1: Well, yeah, I think it's actually been a while, and thanks for having me back. I like the study that we're going to talk about, and it's actually a topic I have to admit I haven't thought about very much before, maybe the past couple weeks. And so I'd like to thank you for taking my mind off our current ED boarding situation right now here in Bend. <laughs>
0: You're not bored, you're boarding, right? You're boarding too many patients. You're not bored with patients.
1: I am not bored.
0: No. And, you know, as soon as this uh, study came up on my feed, I'm like, first, it needs to be covered. We need to highlight women and cardiovascular disease and those types of things, but also, Ooh, who can I get? Who's really interested in this area? And I immediately thought of you because last time you were on the SGEM, we did an extra episode discussing gender issues related to cardiovascular disease. Can you just like do some spaced repetition and give us the highlights from that episode?
1: Sure. And I have to thank you for your attention to this topic. I was excited to be here last time. And, you know, I think some takeaways from that episode are. That cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of morbidity and mortality for both men and women. And unfortunately, females are often excluded from being subjects in medical research. And so it makes it really difficult for us to take conclusions away from those studies. Now, we hear a lot about atypical symptoms, right? So shortness of breath and weakness and fatigue, but Chest pain is really the most common presentation for both men and women. And probably more important to keep in mind are the pathophysiologic differences. So, men are more likely to suffer from thrombotic plaque occlusion, whereas ACS in women is more likely related to things like plaque erosion or microvascular disease. And so, women are not going to have those dramatic presentations, those dramatic STEMI type presentations often. And this makes their diagnosis more tricky and easier to overlook. Now, looking at the usual cardiac risk factors, there's a few additional ones to keep in mind when we're talking about women and heart disease. Pregnancy. Pregnancy is a glimpse into a woman's future cardiovascular status. So women with preeclampsia, eclampsia are more likely to suffer from ACS, have CAD in the future. As women age, we have to think about hormone replacement therapy, and then women are also more likely to suffer from autoimmune conditions, and these diseases are frequently associated with increased risks of ACS. And unfortunately, culmination of all of these issues, uh, women are just going to be diagnosed with ACS less frequently and also are less likely to receive timely therapies, leading to higher rates of morbidity and mortality.
0: Well, thanks for giving us that refresher, that look back at what we had discussed before. Today, though, we're going to be looking at sports-related sudden cardiac death. So give us a case scenario.
1: Okay, I'm reading through my social media feed, which I'm actually trying to take a little break from social media, but I'm reading through the news, and I see this story that jumps out at me. It is the report of a seemingly invincible athlete who has collapsed on the field and suffered a sudden cardiac death. And then it reminds me of this recent case, right, that we've all heard about, the football player Damar Hamlin, who has thankfully recovered miraculously well. But the story got me to thinking, when was the last time I heard about a case of sports related sudden cardiac arrest in a female athlete? That would be never.
0: Yeah, well, sudden cardiac arrests are rare, but serious events that can occur in athletes during their training sessions or while they're competing. While it can occur in both male and female athletes, the incidence is reported to be higher in male athletes.
1: Well, there are several reasons why sudden cardiac arrest or death may be more common in men versus women athletes. I mean, superficially, I think we could theorize that one reason is that male athletes tend to participate in sports with more physical contact or maybe at higher levels of exertion, putting more strain on the heart. Additionally, men are more likely to have certain genetic predispositions such as hypertrophic obstructive cardiomyopathy or arrhythmogenic right ventricular dysplasia. But of course, it's not that simple.
0: However, it is important to note that sudden cardiac arrest can occur in female athletes as well, and it should not be ignored or overlooked women who participate in high-intensity sports should undergo appropriate cardiovascular screening to identify any underlying heart conditions that could increase their risk of a sudden cardiac arrest.
1: Yes, women are increasingly competing in recreational and professional sports. I think women now make up more than half of Olympic athletes, But little seems to be heard about sudden cardiac arrest in these athletes, and it's not surprising that there is a paucity of data on the subject. What we do know, however, is that the currently available evidence suggests that we can improve our understanding of sudden cardiac arrest in all athletes by examining some of these sex-based differences.
0: So Susie, what's the clinical question we're going to try to answer on today's podcast?
1: What are sex-based differences in sports-related sudden cardiac arrest?
0: And the reference.
1: Incidents of cardiac arrest during sports among women in the European Union published in the Journal of American College of Cardiology in November of 2022.
0: All right, let's run through the peacock. What was the population they were looking at?
1: They looked at three large European registries that prospectively collected data on every case of sudden cardiac arrest between 2006 to 2017. Sports-related sudden cardiac arrest was defined as occurring less than one hour after ending a sports activity.
0: And so they excluded patients who were not referred to the registry and, of course, patients who had a sudden cardiac arrest that occurred greater than one hour after they stopped doing the sports activity. What was the intervention?
1: There was really no intervention. This was more a data analysis.
0: So what were they comparison?
1: They were looking at sports-related sudden cardiac arrest in men versus women.
0: And what were the outcomes of interest?
1: The investigators examined the incidence, characteristics, and outcomes in women versus men after an episode of sports-related sudden cardiac arrest.
0: And what type of study was this?
1: This was a prospective observational registry study.
0: All right. So the author's conclusions were, quote, these findings emphasize the dramatically lower risk of sports-related sudden cardiac arrest in women compared with men despite similar subject characteristics. This should be considered in designing pre-participation screening strategies in the future, end of quote. All right, let's run through the quality checklist for observational studies. And the first question is always, hey, did these studies address a clearly focused issue?
1: I think so. The focus was to explore the incidence characteristics and the outcomes of sports-related sudden cardiac arrest in women, And the authors talked about how there is an increased participation of women in sports. And while the vast focus has been on sports-related sudden cardiac arrest in men, it is in the interest of public health to better understand sports-related sudden cardiac arrest in women to better define preventative strategies.
0: And do you think the authors used an appropriate method to answer their question?
1: Yes, they analyzed three large Sudden Cardiac Arrest European Registries in Amsterdam, Paris, and the Swedish Registry for CPR.
0: And do you think the cohort was recruited in an acceptable way?
1: The registry data seems fairly comprehensive. We're going to talk about some of the limitations. Sports-related sudden cardiac arrest was defined as an arrest within an hour of activity The registries didn't have the most comprehensive data about the type of activity being performed, the intensity, or the background frequency, which I think would have been helpful. A little bit of information about all three registries. So the Paris Registry included all cases of EMS attended out-of-hospital cardiac arrest and cases of sports-related sudden cardiac arrest over three years. The Swedish registry included all EMS attended out-of-hospital arrests where treatment was started, and they looked at the data prospectively, and they looked at sports-related sudden cardiac arrest over 11 years. And then the Amsterdam registry included patients who received defibrillation and had ROSC and or ROSC on EMS arrival, and their data spanned nine years. However, they did not include patients who were deceased before EMS arrival.
0: So do you think the exposure was accurately measured to minimize bias?
1: Yes, I think the authors, you know, chose three large European registries that they believe collected all the data and all the cases of sudden cardiac arrest over several years. I did find it odd that the Amsterdam registry in particular did not include patients who were deceased prior to EMS arrival. So some bias there. I would have liked to see, you know, etiologies of their sudden cardiac death um, as well. That registry also stands out as having a huge number of sports related sudden cardiac arrest patients. I'm wondering if perhaps these patients are more likely to survive an arrest uh, situation.
0: All right. Do you think the outcome was accurately measured to minimize bias?
1: I'm not sure.
0: Do you think the authors have identified all important confounding factors?
1: Again, a bit unsure. I think they did a nice job of presenting some of their limitations, mainly with study selection. These registries only included patients that were referred. They relied on EMS reporting in regards to sports-related sudden cardiac arrest And all the patients were from Western Europe, they were almost all white, and this registry data came from an urban setting. They also didn't identify the details of the sport in question, which I would have really liked to see. Professional versus the recreational athlete, what type of activity, how much time had they participated in the activity, was it a habitual activity or was it someone coming off the couch? you know, playing an aggressive game of recreational soccer. So I think those seem like pretty important when we're talking about public health planning for screening.
0: So do you think the follow-up of subjects was complete enough?
1: Yeah, I think it was. The goal was to really look at characteristics of registry patients and to identify these sex-specific similarities and differences. And really, it was less of an intervention and an outcome study.
0: So how precise were the results?
1: Fairly precise.
0: Do you believe the results?
1: I do. I think the results are consistent to previous studies. We know that sports-related sun cardiac death is much less common in women, and this study supports that finding. Why? Well, that question remains to be answered to some degree.
0: Do you think that these results can be applied to the local population?
1: Unsure. I guess it depends what kind of location you practice in. These patients were white. The study occurred in Western Europe in cities, and so I don't know if we can really extrapolate results to other ethnicities or backgrounds.
0: And do the results of this study fit with other available evidence?
1: The results seem to be consistent with other evidence in terms of sports-related sudden cardiac death being uncommon in women. What I found to be interesting was the bystander intervention. So in this study, women suffering from sports-related sudden cardiac arrest received bystander intervention at the same rate and within the same time frame as men, which is really discrepant from existing literature when we're looking at cardiac arrest in general. The authors hypothesize that this may be because lay public recognizes the importance of intervention in sports-related sudden cardiac arrest more commonly than in just a person at rest.
0: All right, and the last question, how about the funding for this study?
1: The study was funded by a variety of scientific grants. There's also mention of grant money from companies such as Boston Scientific, Medtronic, Zoll, though the authors did not have any relationships to disclose.
0: All right, that finishes off the quality checklist. Let's talk about the results. They had about 35,000 cases of sudden cardiac arrest in that time period between 2006 and 2017 in these three registries. However, it was only a total of 760. That's 2%. So only 2% of this big database, 35,000 arrests, was classified as a sports-related sudden cardiac arrest. And then we get even smaller because of those 760, only 7%, 54 women, that's it. And the remaining 93% or 706 were men. So we don't have a lot of data points here when it comes to women. What's the key result?
1: Wow. I mean, sports-related sudden cardiac arrest is much more common in men than women.
0: And that primary outcome, can you give me some numbers?
1: The authors cite the incidence of sports-related sudden cardiac arrest as 0.19 per million women per year versus 2.6 per million men per year.
0: Yeah, they told me there'd be no math, but that's like more than an order of magnitude for men or, optimistically, less than an order of magnitude in women for sudden cardiac arrests that are sports-related. Now, they had these other issues that they were looking at with regards to the characteristics of sudden cardiac death when it came to sports, and the management and survival at hospital admission were similar, and patients, like you said, received similar amounts of CPR rates and a similar time frame. Survival to admission, the majority, 58% in both men and women, and patients also had a similar 30-day and one-year survival rate. All right, Susie. It's time to talk nerdy to me. You ready to go? I'm ready. Okay, good. All right, so um, five points as always. First thing, registry data. Um, Even though the data was collected prospectively, it still is an observational study. So there could be unmeasured confounders biasing the results. And we've already mentioned that the patients who were deceased prior to EMS arrival is really problematic. And that was in the biggest study of the three data sets. I think it was something like 69% or so of the data set came from a study that excluded anybody who had already been deceased prior to EMS arrival. So that could introduce some selection bias into the data set. There were also very few events, 54. That's it. I mean, that's a good thing, right? But only 54 women had a sports related sudden cardiac arrest. And so we need to be cautious about making any real firm conclusions based on such limited data.
1: Looking at baseline demographics, we really don't know too much about these women. The authors provide information in table two, things like age, history of heart disease, if the women had at least one cardiovascular risk factor, These included things like diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, obesity, smoking, but we don't know anything about those other sex-specific risk factors such as pregnancy and hormone replacement therapy, autoimmune conditions that we talked about earlier. All
0: right. The third nerdy point we wanted to talk about, and we have mentioned this before, is the external validity. I mean, look at the demographics we have. These are three registries mainly in white European women from Paris, from Amsterdam, and from Sweden in urban environments. Does this apply to non-white, non-European, rural women? We don't know.
1: And then details of activity. I've mentioned this a few times, but you know, I want to know what activities I should and should not participate in. And these registries did not have the most comprehensive data about the type of activity or the intensity or the background frequency of the activity. We also don't know whether it was a recreational sport or a competitive sport that was associated with the sports-related cardiac event.
0: All right. And the fifth point, and this is the big one. This is the big point. The why. Why is there a difference? And the authors did not go into exploring the why very much. Why is there such a huge difference? Why is there at least an order of magnitude difference in sports-related sudden cardiac arrest between men and women? I mean, they talked about acute coronary syndrome being less common in women and estrogen and higher vagal tone being protective. However, you, Susie, found a great article from the European Society of Cardiology on sports-related sudden cardiac arrest. And it did a nice job of jumping into that. Why? Why are there these differences? It was published in 2022, and it included an epidemiology review with findings similar to the study that we're talking about today. And it was particularly good that they reported findings as females per million female sports participants. They then explored the physiologic adaptations to exercise that distinguish women from men. So can we go through those? Because I think that was a really good article.
1: Yeah, this was the part of the review that I loved was the why. So I always love looking at the pathophysiology differences. There's a few to talk about. First, changes in the left ventricle. Left ventricular wall thickness, as well as left ventricular hypertrophy, was found to be greater in male athletes of similar age and training intensity. And I like that they looked at that part of it. The proposed etiology is related to increased angiotensin and testosterone, and both left ventricular wall thickness and left ventricular hypertrophy and increased left ventricular wall thickness as well as LVH are associated with increased arrhythmias. And so bit of a pearl here, if you're seeing EKG findings concerning for LVH in the female athlete, you should be pretty worried.
0: All right. And the second thing was about right ventricular remodeling and arrhythmogenic right ventricular cardiomyopathy. It's much more common in men.
1: Another thing these authors mention is myocardial fibrosis. It's much more common in male athletes, and they actually looked at MRIs and found that 17% of male athletes had some degree of myocardial fibrosis versus zero women. This is likely related to the effects of circulating estrogen, low blood pressure, but fibrosis is another impetus for dysrhythmias as with those changes in the left ventricle.
0: And we've talked about this before, the coronary artery disease. It's overall the most common cause of sudden cardiac arrest, including sports-related cardiac arrest. However, coronary artery disease has an etiology much less common in women. Men are more likely to suffer a big plaque rupture or thrombosis, whereas women are at greater risk for microemboli, microdysfunction, but these are better tolerated and less likely to cause a sports-related sudden cardiac arrest.
1: And then SCAD, spontaneous coronary artery dissection. This is where we have a dissection of the intima, an intramural hematoma, compression of the distal coronary. While surprisingly, even though we usually associate it with the postmenopausal women, when we talk about sports-related sudden cardiac arrest, it is more common in men.
0: And then, of course, you have Takasubo. That is much more common in women. Global left ventricular dysfunction brought about by an emotional or stressful event, so you got a catecholamine excess, that can lead to sudden cardiac arrests.
1: And then this is the big one, structural heart disease. So it's much more common in men as an etiology. So things like hokum, the arrhythmogenic right ventricular dysplasia, this is going to be more common in a male athlete. Women are likely to have no underlying structural abnormalities. In this European society report, 42% of sports-related sudden cardiac death in women was not found to be structural, versus only 4% in men. So in women, we're thinking things like long QT syndrome, channelopathies, malignant accessory pathways. And then kind of jumping ahead to a practical application, means that that screening echo that you're thinking of ordering as an outpatient or maybe in the observation unit, well, that is likely to have minimal benefit when we're talking about screening for sports-related sudden cardiac arrest in women.
0: Yeah, so the yield is going to be much lower. Then you get into this autonomic tone, which is lower in women, making them less prone to that catecholamine surge and arrhythmias.
1: And then QT interval. So we look at the QT interval, right, when we're seeing patients with syncope or presyncope. Now, women are more likely to have long QT syndrome. And women with long QT syndrome, which is often not known until their initial presentation, which could be syncope or a cardiac arrest situation, well, these women are more at risk for sports-related sudden cardiac arrest The authors kind of explain this as a multi-hit model. So there's a patient who has long QT syndrome who doesn't know they have long QT syndrome. They get put on some sort of medication, an offending medication. They're participating in a sport with a catecholamine excess, even though it's lower than for their male counterpart. And then something I didn't know, I guess women with a long QT syndrome are more prone to a dysrhythmia in their first half of the menstrual cycle. Diagnostic pearl here, female athlete with a prolonged QT, I guess these authors are saying greater than 480 milliseconds when we're talking about the QTC, need more workup. They need some education. I'd let them know specifically that they're at risk when doing sports, especially with certain medications, and then they need some follow-up.
0: And the last point, and I'm going to do my best Schwarzenegger here, is about Steroids. Yes, steroids can predispose athletes to sports related cardiac arrest. And steroid use is much more common right now in men.
1: So, conclusions from this second study, and sorry I went a little bit rogue by finding this one, but I really liked it and I liked the review. Um, takeaways CAD, so obstructive coronary artery lesions, are unlikely to cause sports related sudden cardiac arrest in women. Structural heart disease is also unlikely. And the most common cause of a sports-related sudden cardiac event in a woman is going to be long QT syndrome, channelopathies, accessory pathways.
0: All right, that ends the nerdy section. It's now time to comment on the author's conclusions and compare them to the SGEMS conclusions. And the author's conclusions were that sports-related sudden cardiac arrests are much less common in women. And we should consider this when developing public health screening programs.
1: Well, this is where some additional reading led us to modify the conclusion. While sports-related sudden cardiac arrest is uncommon in women, it is critical to understand the underlying etiologies as this should lead to different considerations when we're talking about screening. Again, structural abnormalities and ACS are going to be unlikely etiologies, And sports-related sudden cardiac arrest related to dysrhythmias due to channelopathies, long QT, are much more common. Therefore, when you're seeing these patients in the ED, really scrutinizing that ECG, getting a good history, and especially family history, are going to be more critical than things like an ECHO or PCI, percutaneous coronary intervention.
0: All right, Susie, you're going to have to give us an SGEM bottom line
1: now. Bottom line, sports-related sudden cardiac arrest is less common in women and less likely to be related to a structural abnormality, or CAD.
0: And so how are you going to clinically apply that study that we went through? Oh, and of course, that extra study that you snuck in there.
1: Differences in underlying mechanisms responsible for sports-related sudden cardiac arrest in both men and women can be used to improve health policy, in particular in the screening of athletes. And as evidence from recent newsworthy events, timely bystander CPR and AED application works.
0: All right. So take me into that clinical experience. What are you going to tell that female athlete? What are you going to tell that person when they want to go out and play sports? What are you going to talk to them about their risk?
1: Well, I guess I'm seeing the patient maybe with near syncope or syncope, and I think I'll be pretty transparent in my concerns. I'm going to tell them that I'm really looking at their ECG. I'm going to inquire very specific about family history of sudden death or dysrhythmias, maybe inquire about a prolonged QT or long QT syndrome. I think it's always a good idea to ask about prodromal symptoms, but unfortunately, the sudden cardiac arrest event may often be their first presentation. And then, yeah, I think if I have a patient with a sports-related pre presyncopal or syncopal episode, I am going to refer them to cardiology.
0: All right. Well, now it's time for the Keener Contest, and there was no question last week because we had an SGM Extra. But this week, we do have a question. What is it, Susie?
1: The theme music for this episode is a classic song from 1987. How is it related to Star Trek? And this was completely lost on me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How is not everything related to Star Trek? I mean, isn't At all. But no, there's a specific part to this theme music, this classic song from 1987. It is connected to Star Trek somehow. I'll give the people a hint. It's Star Trek, the original series. So I've narrowed it down a bit. So if you know how this Theme music is connected to Star Trek, then send an email to the sgem at gmail.com with Keener in the subject line. And the first correct answer will receive a cool new skeptical prize. And Susie can see me right now. I'm wearing the new cool skeptical prize, but people don't know what it is because people have to play to win and win to find out what the cool new skeptical prize is. But Susie, I'm sending one to you for being this great guest skeptic.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So the only thing left to do is read the tagline.
1: Remember to be skeptical of anything you learn, even if you heard it on the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine.
0: Talk to everyone next week.